the last video I seen that included a frog was when a monkey tried to have sex with it. Was he going, jeez? I, I, I don't think he was. I think he was going, woo, woo. Hey, up, and welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd OD podcast with your fabulous host, Grudge. Hey, up. Hey, up. Hey, up. Hey, up, pet. It's summertime, so I'm being all down with the kids and the whatnot. I am pretty certain the kids do not, <laughs> excuse me, that was not me farting, that was a motorbike going past my house. Um, that is not something the kids say. The kids all say, like, yeet and scree. I was sat in the cinema watching a film, which I'll talk about later, um, and it was a a kids film so there were and obviously kids are off school now so there's a few kids in there and before it started one of them just goes scree and then another one goes scree and then all of the kids in there go scree 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 like what's scree why why are kids i'm sure it was scree i'm just gonna google it but i'm sure i was was literally about to google scree you'd be like what the scree mean i'm sure it's scree it's a mass of small loose stones that form up (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. Maybe it's not scree. I don't know. It's something like that. She. Maybe it's she. She. How? Mean. She. She. Yeah, is that it? There's a TikTok she meme compilation. See, do you know what's even worse? When you're uh, when you're too old for certain memes and certain um, trends, and then you try and say them and you get them wrong, that really shows that you're just old, right? <laughs> unfortunately i think we are mate yeah brutal times brutal times yeah it is it is sheesh hold on hold on i'm gonna play it on something because the the sound from my computer is coming through my headphones so you couldn't hear that but i could hear people going sheesh sheesh right Right. i'm i'm only i'm guessing that People who listen to this are, are, are probably around about our age, I'd imagine, and maybe you know, sort of late, later twenties and thirties. Might have some younger, and if those younger ones are, are sat at home going, "God, I can't believe he thought it was scree." It's so she's your idiot. Um, so maybe this isn't interesting to them because they've seen it all and heard it all, but um, we haven't. No. And this is when like all your subscribes start flying in. Now I'm like, oh no, we can get them back. We just need exactly. Sean to do a few TikToks. Exactly. Like, if he was on it now, you know, on the rare occasion he turns up. He'd be like, oh, yeah, of course, yeah. He'd be like, oh, yeah, it's this. I did a G video the other day. I'm done with the talk. Of course you did, mate. Of course you did. No, I don't know either. Isn't There's a, a meme encyclopedia, isn't there, that tells you meme origins yeah. no your meme that's it no your meme sheesh or jeesh so with an extra with three e's is a popular slang term term an alternative to g's or damn used to express surprise or disbelief about something uh yeah but no one's using it, it oh the correct way oh okay this makes perfect sense now the terms existed since the 1950s i get that sheesh yeah sheesh mm. But it was popularized to a degree by NBA player LeBron James. Ah, there Found we go. Popular sound on TikTok in the early 2021. So just to now we know what, what film, film you went I to went see. To exactly. <laughs> but I'll talk about that later. Um, so, but I, I 
No, I don't. I can't imagine that kids in the UK are up on their sort of their history of LeBron James. And I bet most of them were like, I have no idea who this guy is, let alone associating him with Sheesh. True that. Yeah. Rapper Young Thug has used Sheesh as a term of admiration in songs as early as 2015, notably on the track Check, released that year. I got me a check. I got me a check. Yeah, I done got me a check. I got a check. Sheesh, sheesh. Yeah, I done got me a check. I got a check. Sheesh. That's the lyrics, apparently. And in 2017, he used the word sheesh and hashtag sheesh in his social media posts. Wow. That's definitely that. I'm not I'm not associating sheesh, the use of sheesh with with that guy, with LeBron James. I am pretty sure that was coincidence. I don't know, because if it was if it was going through with what you went to see, that does make perfect sense. And yeah. if it's, if he's one of those viral TikTok people now as well, then no, I suppose it- here we go. The most recent, cause that was 2017 on February 14th, 2021, TikToker meet Julio posted a video of a frog sitting on a table as a number of people off screen yell, Sheesh! garnering over 1.9 million views in just over a month. Right. Yeah. It's a frog. And lots of people, and that's literally what it is. Okay. Interesting. Get the sounds. I don't get why. I mean, the the last video I seen that included a frog was when a monkey tried to have sex with it. Was he going, jeez? I, I, I don't think he was. I think he was going, woo, woo. And that was just the on, frog. On April 29th, music critic and YouTuber Anthony Fontano posted a video in which he it's edited to appear as if he says sheesh for over an hour and a half, garnering half a million views in just under two months. It's not that impressive. Mm, I mean, it's more than we've got, but still. Just a bit weird. It was edited together. It's not like when Watsky like, freestyle rapped for, for 40 hours or whatever the heck it was. That was crazy. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, so that's it. It's some sort of um, TikTok thing. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you, Reg? I am good, sir. Cool. I you, am very have you good. Doing anything to enjoy this, uh, the single heat wave that we're allowed once a year? Because, you know, winter starts next week. Thank Christ for that. <laughs> uh, I, that's, that's such a, we've just had the such an old man reaction. Now we're having <laughs> such a British person reaction to the weather. Like everyone complains when it's too cold, and then as soon as it gets hot, it's just like, oh, I just want it to be over. I just want it to be cold again. But, but the thing is, I've always stated that I'm a winter baby. <clears throat> yeah. Like, like the sun never really bothers me because I used to be inside playing games all the time, so I never used to really see the sun. Okay. Like yeah. now it's nicer. I've got Oliver, and we can take him like the zoo and do stuff like that with him when yeah. it's really nice and hot, um, yeah. and he gets to enjoy it. And you know, Ash gets out and about, which is great. Um, but the only place I've ever really enjoyed the sun is Florida. Um, yeah. Because they have aircon everywhere. <laughs> That's, see, this is it. I went to Alton Towers on Sunday. Okay. And um, it, it was roasting. You know, it, it was if it, pretty accurate um, Alan Partridge quote here, but it was hotter than the sun. Well, actually, mm-hmm. hotter, hot as the sun, to be more accurate. But it was roasting. And, you know, you're standing in queues for an hour at a time. Surprisingly, no queues longer than an hour. 
which on a weekend, you know, in the middle crazy. of July, I'm surprised. Mm. But either way, we had a good day. Got on, you know, got on everything we wanted to. Lots of fun was had, but it was really hot. Um, and I was thinking, like, how, like, this isn't quite as hot. It was, it was like 28 degrees. Florida is, it's, you know, 28 degrees is a warm day. 30, 32. That, that's your sort of your, your hot days, really, isn't it? Mm. But you, you've got no problem just standing around in queues and walking around and i don't ever remember feeling like as lethargic and like oh this is so hot when i'm in florida and that's what it is it's the queues have they have fans with water vapor sprays underneath them so it squirts this the water vapor up into the fan and the fan blows it on the people queuing and you just stood there and you're like ah oh, this is like the most comfortable i've ever felt in my life it's the good life oh it's amazing but yeah you don't you just don't care it's it's bizarre yeah. But it's it's just because Florida's built for it. Britain is not. We get an inch of snow, schools closed, works cancelled. Don't go out driving because you won't get five feet. Oh, that that hill, there, that that goes up by you know a, a, a one in two hundred hill uh, climb, and I, I'm not going to make it with these tires. <laughs> yeah, you go to Alaska or something. Everyone's like, yeah, six foot of snow. Yeah, that's a Tuesday. Yeah. And it's exactly it the same sort of thing. We're just not built. We're built for the, the wet, the cold, the occasional bit of sun. But as soon as you go above like 25 degrees, the the, the, the country's just like, yeah, I can't deal with this. No. In fact, I, I fell down the rabbit hole again of searching for your imaginary you to, holidays. You cover that up, Reg. I can't help it. It's just it's it's one of those that I think I'm out of it, and then the the next next minute, I, you know, I walk out away from my desk for two minutes, and it's back there again. Oh. It's, it's it's frustrating. But I, I was um I was chatting to who was I chatting to? Oh, Mike in work, um, because the adverts for like the 50th anniversary are, are everywhere now for for Disney World, um, and Oliver's got stupidly massively back into his Toy Story stuff. Okay. Like he's obsessed with um with ham at the minute. That's his his new thing. He loves to ham mm. the pig from oh, the yeah, story. Because yeah, yeah. um, he was originally just going like ham, ham, and I was like, "Do you want some ham?" He's like, "Yeah." So I get him some ham, and he's like, "No ham, ham," and I'm like, "I'm really confused with what he wants." And then he started bringing over like Woody and Buzz, and he was like, "Ham," and I'm like, "Oh, oh, we we don't have ham." And he was like, ah, oh. so eventually we caved and we were like, right, let's, let's do the, the run around because the Disney shops are now shut by us. Um, right. So we were like, right, we'll go quickly to the Disney shop and just see if they've got it before it closes. They didn't have any ham in at all. Um, so we did a hunt around and the only thing we could find is in the entertainer toy shop, mm-hmm. um, evil Dr. Pork chop, like oh, a little really? like a piggy bank thing. So it's like a plastic one, but yeah. It, for him, he's just like, oh, it's ham. I'm like, brilliant, because the one you really wanted that talked was like 35 quid, and this is like 4.99 because it's just a little cheap plastic pig that's got a hat on. Um, so it's like, perfect, and he's obsessed with it. He loves it. Um, but he's now started taking the pictures of me and Ash at Toy Story at uh, Disney World, where we meet like Buzz and Woody, over to the toys to be like, Look, my mum and dad have met you. Like this is amazing, and he was like showing Forky and and like. Why is he not? Why is he not reacting, Dad? He's not reacting. He, he's acting like he, he's never met you before. Something yeah, well, fishy's going on here. We think what? Well, I think what he's trying to do is he's watched Toy Story that many times that he knows the toys come to life. 
that he's just going to the toys. Look, mum and dad have met you. I do if I was they can talk to you. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You're all to. right. To, you're all right to come to life now. <laughs> you don't have to like just sit there and do nothing. Yeah, yeah, that would make because, sense. Because <laughs> the the amount of things that he does now to like, you know, Elf on the Shelf. And okay. all that, you know where like the naughty elf goes hides yeah. and does all the random things at christmas oh, yeah. like you'll find woody will be like last time i walked in the living room woody was by the ice cream cart that we've got just just having an ice cream mm-hmm. and then you walk around and he's doing stuff and it's not actually it's oliver oliver's just going around doing like oh yeah woody would love to do this and yeah let's do that and he's laughing to himself and coming in and he's like look where woody is I'm like oh is woody having an ice cream and he's like yeah <laughs> And like he's he's loving it, and I was like, oh, I'd love to see his face. Well, and just then I was quick, like, speaking of ice cream, and two of your favourite places. So, have you heard about um, Disney World and Disneyland? Dole Whip is this really big deal. It's this. Um, yeah, you had International Dole Whip Day for the first day ever, two days right. ago in Florida. Well, there you go. Okay, then the fact that you haven't just butted in and said, "Oh yeah," and this means you don't know yet. It's so, well, I've had it a couple of times at Chester's. Oh, right, you've had it at Chester's. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's one of the only places you're going to have it in the UK. It is. Yeah, and it's a big deal. So, all right, never mind. Yeah, but if you're a big Disneyland fan, come to Chester. Come to Chester and go to the zoo. If yeah. you're there on a Saturday or a Sunday, there's a 99.9% chance you'll see me walking around yeah. with Oliver on my shoulders eating ice cream. Nice. Because that's all apparently we go to the zoo for, not to look at the animals, just to eat ice cream and oh. play in the sand pits. <laughs> so, happy days. Um, but yeah, I fell down the, the rabbit hole of like knowing full well, we're not taking them for like another 10 years. But I was like, I wonder how much it would be. So I started pricing it up and I was chatting to Mike in um, in, in work and he was saying, he was like, yeah, it's pricing it up in April for, for me and the, the wife to go because it's a birthday. Um, so we're just like we're, we're wondering how much it'd be, and it's like seven or grand for the two of us for like two weeks for Disney tickets, and then for um, three days, like a week in Universal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that seems very excessive. Yeah, Let's have a look. Absolutely. So I went and had a look, and I was like, right, see, I can get it for just a, just under the four and a half thousand, but that's not staying on Disney site. That's literally staying in the Enclave um, suite, which is where we've all stayed. Um, yeah. So it's like that. You know, location-wise, brilliant. You can get higher car, everything thrown in with that. You would have to pay for parking at Disney. But let's have a look, see which we can get the cheapest Disney hotel at. And you can do Pop Century in Disney World, and it's literally cheaper than the Enclave Suites for doing it. And I was like, oh, you could literally stay on Disney property and then do that and then maybe do what we did and just spend like a couple of nights out of Disney and just do the Enclave mm-hmm. uh, or do somewhere like that. Do with these prices. And I was like, holy shit. Like, but then if you do it the week before the one I looked at, which is when we went, like the 21st of April, like when when you look at that and you look at the difference, like the week before, it goes up to like nine grand. And yeah, then like, it is very, very we, seasonal. We go, it's, it's insane. So I was like, oh, that's crazy. And then I was <laughs> chatting to a boss later on in the day about work stuff. And he was like, oh, yeah, you've done really well this, like, this month. We've got this many people in, this many people in. And he was like, and for the next like two months, mate, with the – Inductions you've got planned in. He was like, "You're going to have like a very, very, very nice year." And I was like, "Hmm, really?" And when I scoped it up, I was like, ah, "Going to go Florida." <laughs> so I was just like, I, "I could literally, when it hits like September, I could book Florida." Um, and I'm like, oh, "I could do that." I won't, but but I could. And then it got me thinking back to the 
Yeah, well, you know, in like two years' time, Oliver will be content enough to stay at Ash's mum's for the week, and we will do it for my birthday. And I'm, I'm now back on that trail of good. Let's see if I can convince him to, to go. And that's, a, that's an excuse for me to go. So I can't. I, I really, really want it. Yeah. So that's that's the plan. And there's there's so many things that are opening up and opened up again. And oh, now yeah. it, it's weird, like watching all the bids and stuff. Is just maybe go like. Yeah, it's like literally life is back to normal there. It's crazy considering that they're the US like highest COVID rate. It it, it is, but I, I, <laughs> no, I don't, everyone's no, so packed in like sardines. It's, I didn't want to really talk about this, but like it's it's ridiculous. Like people are walking around like the the vaccine means you can't get it. That is not what it means. It means that if you get it, then it's far, far, far less uh, damaging and less less serious. Mm. So that's why, you know, most of our country, I think, are we higher than the States? I think we're pretty high up on, on vaccine. Yeah. Yet our numbers are rocketing. So we just had, well, this is Tuesday, and this is the day after, as, as British people will know, the day after Freedom Day, oh, which is the most ridiculous thing ever because, it, you know, you don't have to do anything anymore. You don't have to distance. You don't have to wear masks. Just keep wearing them. Just it's not because you look at the numbers. We're about three quarters of what we were back in March when it was terrible. Yeah. I grant granted, you know, people what so out of our little group, I know Sean doesn't mind me saying, but Sean recently had COVID. No fault of his own, really, you know, it's just just one of those things. Um he was he had the flu for a little bit and he was over it because he's vaccinated so it didn't really affect him that badly but the states you know the, the same thing's going to happen it's going to be exactly the same like we, we want to go abroad we've, we've got all these grand plans for holidays and stuff you know we want to get married and have a honeymoon and stuff yet we, we know that anything like that it's just the numbers are going to jump up again if we book anything like sean did we're gonna have to cancel it so it's I don't know. <laughs> See, like, I'm, I'm in complete agreement, but at the same time, if someone said to me tomorrow, there's a ticket, I'm like, See ya. Like, I would be in, in Universal in the drop of a hat, especially now yeah, seeing. Can we? I don't know. I didn't even know that we could. I thought, I'm unsure whether America we, are letting we, us in. We can't yet, but what I'm saying is, for example, sake, obviously everything's stupidly high, but I would genuinely be like, Right, I would wear a mask the entire time, but I would be over there, like in a heartbeat, just to be there again. And I know that's what a lot of people are, and that's why we're still in the situation at the minute, because people are going to find a way to get there and then just come back and bring it back again. It's it's crazy, but at the same time, I sort of get it. it yeah, end of the day, it's probably going to be no worse than being here. Crudet. Yeah. I, I just, I'm just, because we're two days into this lockdown and restrictions and everything is over i mean you're not you're in wales so yeah i still have to wear masks and distance yep. and all that jazz which is what i would be doing anyway because i still I know. Would want to it doesn't bother me i don't feel like it's taking away my freedoms having to wear a, a, a mask yeah it's uncomfortable sometimes but i just deal with it because i would rather be able to do things and i yeah. worry about giving it to other people Oh, I don't know. I didn't want to rant about this, but I knew it was probably well, going to happen. Then we'll change the conversation because yeah. this week, okay, is also Bare Naked Week. Because, is it? Well, it was Friday they released it. But I mean, it week, is that so hot that I was it. I was sat at home in my boxer shorts yesterday. So, is that what you're getting at? Nice. 
I had a um, I had a meeting yesterday where I wore shirt and tie and shorts underneath it, so that no one would actually know. <laughs> On like Zoom or whatever. Yeah, yep. it, it felt so weird, but at the same time, I was like, "Yep." Um, but yeah, so on Friday, Benny Gladys released uh, "Detour to Force," oh, which yes. is their sixteenth studio album. Wow, and yes. it's good. Yeah, it's very, very much a grower. Okay, good because so, you text me saying, "Yeah, it's out. Yeah, it's all right." Yeah, and it it was just sort because it's you, you always expect from the ladies they'll mm-hmm. they'll have certain things they'll always have a banger on there like <laughs> a classic band but you, you know you'll always have like you pinch me your one week you know that those sort of songs every album has a guaranteed like upbeat yeah that that's cracking on with it and then you've got a couple of tracks which try and meet that sort of level but don't get to that sort of peak okay and then you've also got like you know the the kevin hearn songs the gym yeah. songs and then the- you've got a couple of like really heartfelt touchy songs and yeah. usually since steve's gone a song about steve in yeah. a roundabout yeah. way um this one has flip which is the standout like hey this is a really loud one and then they've gone really weird it's like the first first couple of tunes are all like quite upbeat and jammy and then the second half of the album's really low beat apart from the the last song um so You've got a, a load of of yeah, Kevin Hearn and um, Jim songs on there as well. How many uh, how many tracks are on this album? Uh, Fourteen tracks. Okay. See, this is a problem. So you know, I know a lot of people. But we, we do have some Benic Ladies fans who listen to us because of the, con- the Benic Ladies content we've put out. Um, yeah, the some of their songs I like. But primarily, my love of their Nick Ladies is Ed and Steve songs, you yeah. know, and just the odd like, oh look, it's a Jim song, oh look, it's a Kev song. But now it's 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 almost like half the album. There, there tends to be like three or four tracks that are not Ed, um, and they're, they're never quite as good as the you know the Ed songs. So oh. it puts me off a little bit. It always means that an album is never quite as good as it can be. Um, so at least if there's 14 songs, if there's three or four that are, you know, um, Jim or, or or Kev or anything like that, at least you've still got 10 songs, which hopefully are decent Ed songs. Yeah, and it it it's took a really weird turn. And I don't know if it's just because of isolation and and COVID has, has made Ed go a bit like crazy mm. um, in it. But there's there's a lot of like... Runs like one of the songs is um is called uh what's it called Flat Earth and it's it's basically just about him saying that people are idiots and don't believe in flat earth. And I'm okay. like, right, okay, that's a, a random one. And then there's another one which is called God Forbid, um, where he's just like, I don't believe in God, but I usually use the phrase God forbid, but yeah, don't believe in God, I don't believe he's there. And like there's no such and I'm like, right, okay, so you're you're having a pop at loads of different oh dear, bits, okay. which is not what the ladies are about. It's always about the inclusion of everything. No, they always have like a couple of joke about it. But, snippets, but yeah, yeah, these are, are genuine, like serious ones. And then one of the other songs is um, it's called I think it's, it's Good Life. I think it is um, where all it is is basically just going, yeah, you know, we we could have a, a a bad life where we sit in an office all day or do generic work, but we're we're rock stars. 
you know, and all, all these people, like, <laughs> he basically goes through the band and just says, like, what's good about their life. And I'm like, right, okay, so you don't need to rub that in either. <laughs> so I'm like, it, it's it's a really weird collective mix. And then you've got, obviously, the Kevin songs, which one I, I really don't mind. It's called The National Park, and it's quite a nice tune. Um, but his other ones are, are not great. Uh, Big Backyard is awful, and By Law is probably the worst Bare Naked Lady song I've ever heard. Oh, okay. Um, it's just... We have strong feelings about Kevin Heard songs. <laughs> it's just yeah. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> but then the, the end, and the, the last song is called Internal Dynamo, um, and it's such a bizarre song. It goes through like three or four different styles of songs, and it's definitely the minute it started, I was like, this is a the song they're going to leave on the last, you know, when they play live. Right. This, where they... Uh, Ed jumps on the drums and Tyler's out front. It's that song. Like, you know when it starts, you're like, yep, this is this is the last encore tune. This is the, the one they're going to play. And it, it's weird. It's a mix between, like, a B&L song, a Beastie Boys song, and it's just an eclectic, like, let's put stuff in a blender and see what happens. But you, you can definitely get Beastie Boys vibes from it. All right, awesome. It's it's really really bizarre the way it's done, um, but it's, it's it's good. But it's it's a very very bizarre mix of of songs. Like nice. when I first heard it, I was like, right, I've heard it now. I'm I'm all right. Much prefer the others, um, apart from All in Good Time, obviously. Um, but yeah, the more I'm listening to it, the more I'm like, yeah, it's it's good. It's it's not quite up there at the minute with like Grinning Streak or you know Fake Nudes or Silverball, but it's getting there. So I think another couple of listens and I'll I'll be good with it. Cause like I really like New Disaster. I think that's that's one of the better post Steve songs. And the same with Flip. I really like Flip. It's just a really catchy, easy song to to have on, and people go, oh that dude, that, that that's good. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's better. Well, I, I found that with was Silverball the last album. Uh, fake nudes. Fake nudes. I think that I don't think I've got that one. That's a real. That's probably one of my favourite. Benny Glades albums. Yeah. I really like Fake Nudes. I think it's really underrated, especially I in think... the BNL fan base. For some yeah. reason, everyone, I don't know if it's just because of the title, where like everyone's like, oh, Fake Nudes, I'll have to go with Trump and stuff. And it just really diversed the opinion of it. But mm. they've got some really, really good songs on that. Yeah. Like, quite a few of my favourites. I mean, there's no reason why I haven't listened to it. You, you know, <laughs> I've just not got around to it or I've not, I just don't own it and I don't have Spotify or anything like that. Um, but I think generally to me, what, when I can tell that a song is genuinely good, I mean, I can enjoy plenty of their music, but when I'll put a song on and someone who doesn't know them or isn't a fan clearly is sort of perked up and is nodding along to it. And there's a good few songs on that album in particular, like, uh, Odds Are and, um, no, uh, Boomerang and so, oh, yeah. sorry. Yes. On Green Street, things like that. Um, they really stand out as being like these are these are modern Benicid ladies classics. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, which is something that's been a bit sort of hard to come by over the last few years. Like I say, none of their albums have been like I can't I, I can't listen to an entire album um, like I could the older ones. Like when I would make a playlist a Bernie Clay stuff, I pretty much put in the entirety of Maroon and the entirety of Stunt and whatnot on. But um I can't do that with the most recent albums. It's it's still like pick and choose. And the songs I like, 
they're great. I love them, but the songs I'm not fussed on, it's it's a, it's tough to listen to sometimes. Mm. But they're one of the acts that. Um, so we they were supposed to be touring last. Like what, last year sometime was it March? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, it was and last then March. that got got postponed um, until October this year. I think mm-hmm. right. Well, it went to June and then went to October. Yeah, and now it's been pushed again until next year. Third of March is when we go. Right. Well, when I go anyway, depends yeah. on if you're if you want to come or not yet. So. Oh, yeah, definitely coming. De- definitely coming. I need to introduce Shelter to, to to the live experience because regardless of what you might think of their um the you know the their albums, you have to see them live. They are a phenomenal live band. They they are the greatest live band that has graced our presence. Fair enough. That is that is by about like despite you know so some of my my moments now where I'm like, mm, let her shadow of the former selves when you hear certain stuff live. Just no matter how much you're like, yeah, I'm not into them anymore. You will literally come out of that smiling your head off. Yeah. You know, it's the greatest live act. Exactly. Cause it's not, I mean, half of it isn't even them singing their own songs. No, it's in between. It's when they're just making up songs on the spot. So even if you've never heard any of their stuff past one week and you know, if i had a million dollars they're gonna play them and you're gonna love it but the rest of the stuff it, it, it just the the atmosphere and the experience of it, it it's great so i would highly recommend that um it's, but yeah i think it's the first of, of many i mean it's, to me this kind of winds back to you talking about going to book in florida there's musical acts that are starting to now you know everyone was that confident now they're all starting to cancel their tours um because traveling from America to the UK isn't a great idea. Like I've got a gig in September, I think, uh, for a Japanese band, and they still haven't postponed or cancelled it. And it's not going to happen. There's no way it's going to happen. But <laughs> we're like, you know, I mean, they're holding the Olympics without any people, like in Japan. So how they think that they can send musical acts over to the UK? and then let them come back. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a European tour, so they've got to travel through all sorts of different countries. It's just, it's not going to happen. <laughs> and I wish they would just postpone it or cancel it so then people can get their money back. But at the minute, it's just sat there going, right, okay, I'm going to have to book a hotel at some point, but I don't want to yet. Mm, it is, it's unfortunate, isn't it? Because I was like, you know what, seeing as there's, there's like festivals and stuff going ahead over here, I'm like, yeah, we'll we'll definitely have it. So I started getting a little bit excited about it, and then I was mm. like, "Got that, that literally, In fact, I see it on one of the Facebook pages first um, that came through, and then um, I was like, "Oh, I haven't had an email about that." And then literally two minutes later, the email popped through, going, "Hey, guess what, guys?" I was like, "Oh, mm. right, okay, cool." Yeah. So that's the twenty third of March now. Yeah, I got a notification about that. They're playing a, a big gig at Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, uh, with like Katie Tunstall and stuff, and. Um, that that's sort of the the big one of the tour the big headliner of the tour and i got a notification through a, an app that, that updates me on on gigs and stuff that that was um being postponed but none of the other dates had changed yet so i was like yeah matter, matter of time I'll, I'll get a text off reg at some point and then i think the next morning like you, you text me going first of all albums yeah second of all tour's been postponed yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah yes it has 
I'd just like to keep you updated. Oh, I know. Thank you. I know. Exactly. Um, so I was saying before that I went to Alton Towers. Yes. Um, two, two things that I just want to briefly talk about. One, um, we stayed, we camped nearby um, and did stayed on Saturday and, and, and then went to the park on Sunday. And we had a, uh, went for a big, big long walk through, through this forest on, um, on Saturday um, and stopped at this little pub called the Ramblers Retreat, which is, I mean, it's close enough to Arn Towers that you can hear people screaming. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's maybe, you know, like I think about a mile away roughly. Um, and we were sat there and I went to look at the map to see exactly where we were, see how far away and stuff. And I saw on the map, um, on Google Maps, um, a place of interest and it said Chained Oak which if you've ever been to Alton Towers and you've been on a ride which is in the towers called Hex, which is basically, I mean, it's it's a furious battle of science versus the supernatural. There's no no two ways to describe it, really, is there? Ed? That's, that's, <laughs> that's the ideal way. Um, basically, they've taken this story, this fable about um, the Earl of Shrewsbury who lived in the, in the, in the towers. Um, he was riding home one night and this old beggar woman appeared and asked him for some money. And he went, no, get out of my sight, you ugly old wench. So, and as he rode, rode off, she turned around and turned out he was a witch. And she cursed him and said, for every branch of the old oak tree that falls, a member of your family will die. You can tell I've been on this ride far too many times because that's <laughs> almost a verbatim quote from the video. Anyway, then the following night, uh, a branch mysteriously um got struck by lightning fell to the ground and one of his family died so he got paranoid and went oh this curse must be real and he chained up the branches of the tree um but that's where the the, the actual supposed fable ends i don't know how true that fable is and where, or whether that is just on towers made it up because they definitely made up the next bit which is that the the earl of shrewsbury dragged the branch the fallen branch back to the castle and locked himself uh, in, in this laboratory and worked at it night and day to try and banish the curse. And the idea is that you go into a room, which is the lab, uh, and the big the big branches in the middle, and you sit down on these benches, and then they turn on the machine that's supposed to get rid of the curse, and things happen. The room looks like it goes upside down, but doesn't. It's, it's just the worst ride you will ever go on, unless you're going on with someone else who doesn't know what's going on, and then Watching them is far more entertaining than watching what's happening on the ride because they are so confused. It's amazing. Anyway, the point is, this ride is, what, is it 15 years old now, maybe? Wow. It's got to be close to that, right? Because <laughs> we used to go years and years and years ago. Yeah, I remember, I remember the, the, that ride was a bit of a running joke with us, and we'd go on about the stick. Every time we'd, we'd see a stick, we'd be like, oh, no, the stick, it's coming after us. And we really wanted to go and see the actual Chained Oak because it is real, but we can never really find it. There's a and b nearby called the Chained Oak, and we thought, it must be down there. And I think it is pretty close, but we drove down there, and we just didn't want to use their car parts. So we were like, oh, never mind, we'll find it one day. But the, like 15 years later, without even trying, I look at a map, and I'm like, we're literally about five minutes from the Chained Oak. So we finished our drinks and whatnot. Uh, finished had, had an ice cream and then I was like right we, we're, we're just going to go a bit off off the route for a little bit and she was like oh, alright this walk isn't long enough already like no but it's worth it and we walked up and we get 
to this tree and she's like why is that tree chained up i'm like i can't believe you haven't worked it out yet and i explained what it was and she's like that's actually the chained oak so we actually found and saw the real chained oak and it's just so bizarre to see that's amazing like i'd heard it'd been vandalized loads and there's and there was barely any of it left but there's a lot a lot of it still has chains and and it's so old that the tree has grown around the chains now so the branches you know the chains actually go through the branches it's just it's amazing <laughs> it was such a cool if you've got no interest in in Arlen towers it's probably not in remotely amazing it's like that's a bit weird that there's a tree with chains but seeing it i was like this is just this is actually a really awesome thing to see this is this is something ticked off my very low down on my bucket list <laughs> somewhere on my bucket list was yeah see the tree from the from hex so yeah that's what we did that was fun so shall i um briefly talk about going to see the abomination of um of, of space jam you shall because then i'll i'll regale you about my new uh reservation that i've just put down to purchase something reservation mm. on a um a, a, a steam deck I will regale you the tale once you tell me about okay. space. Okay. I wonder if you have. Interesting. Um, it's, it's it's. I mean, this film is one in a long line of films where they're like, let's take a film that was really popular in the late, you know, eighties, nineties, whatever, and re kind of reboot it, but not. You know, it's like in the same world. We'll reference the old one stuff like Jumanji, right? Which when that trailer came out. I think we all went, this looks terrible. Like, why are they doing this? They're killing our childhood. But uh, did you ever see it? Have you seen the Jumanji films? I can't remember your opinion on them. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, good good, good little films, right? You know, uh-huh. it's self-referential enough um, that the adults can be like, oh, yeah, I remember this film and whatnot. But different enough and up-to-date in the it's not a board game anymore, it's a video game. And they're like sucked inside the video game. Yeah, and for, for that reason, it feels like it's a different Correct. thing completely. So yeah. it's you know it's by the by, but yeah, I, exactly. I enjoy them exactly. And that worked well. And those as kids' films can be enjoyable for adults and whatnot because there's plenty there's plenty to enjoy. It's not just a it's, I don't know. It's not just a stupid pointless story, and it just feels fun. Decent acting in it. This is everything that the, this Space Jam new legacy is missing. So, I mean, it's not like Michael Jordan was particularly like a, an Oscar winning actor, but something about him was believable. Mm. Right. And also, if you're going to if you're making a film and you get someone like Bill Murray involved, you pretty much you know that you've got a good team making the film. You've got decent writers you know, I mean, I'll, to be fair, a lot of the cast, all these little cameos in it from all these these great actors, like the I can't remember his name, the guy who plays Newman in in um in Seinfeld and whatnot. That to me said that that film had a little bit of legitimacy. This film has one cameo that I noticed. Um, oh, really? <laughs> that is, I, I I kind of don't want to give it away, but at the same time, this isn't like a Marvel film. This isn't a film that you're like, don't spoil it for me. This is Space Jam, a new legacy. Do you care? I don't know. No, no don't you, you don't care. And if you care at home, then there's something wrong with you. Skip forward five minutes. But basically, there is a scene when they are obviously, they get to the basketball game. Um, 
the Looney Tunes are obviously losing in the first half. They have this, uh, you know, locker room speech, and then he, LeBron James decides, no, wait, what we're doing isn't working. Let's do something else. And suddenly they're winning again. But while they're in the locker room, Daffy Duck comes running and he goes, I found him. I found him, guys. I found Michael Jordan. He's back. And everyone's like, I can't believe you found Michael Jordan. Brilliant. Which first, I was sat there thinking, I feel really bad for Kobe Bryant now. Michael Jordan's going to come in. I know, I know who you're going to bring in. <laughs> and there's this, there's this silhouetted figure starts walking forward. And then it zooms in on his trainers. And you can see he's wearing Air Jordans. And then it pans up. And then Bugs Bunny goes, that's not Michael Jordan. That's Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. So Michael B. Jordan, who was um, Killmonger in in um in black panther if you don't know which you know what probably the best joke in the entire film because i didn't see it coming i was like this isn't going to be michael jordan but i didn't think oh, i get it it's michael b jordan but but also i that that's probably one of the few jokes that i can't imagine kids are sat there going ah it's hilarious yeah look it's that guy yeah but at least there's something there for the adults uh, which who have you know the nostalgia factor of like oh okay but Michael Jordan's got nothing to do with it he's not he that's the only reference to him figured just a little cameo would have been good but no but the the main thing is that the twist in the story in the same way that Jumanji changed um, the board game to a video game so Space Jam they were aliens right because they're from space mm-hmm. right. This has nothing to do with space. This is Warner Brothers have got this supercomputer, right, with the most advanced computer in the entire world, apparently, which has this algorithm um, who, when they go into the computer, is played by, um, what's his name, War Machine. Um, Uh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, yes. So, And he's called LG Rhythm, right? (laughs) Exactly. Great. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. and he he's just obsessed with, be, with with being the greatest, most intelligent algorithm on the planet. And the idea is that this algorithm comes up with movies um, that Warner Brothers can make. And there's this scene where <laughs> he's he basically he's he's watching all these clips of LeBron James playing basketball, and he's like, he's the guy I know. That's who I want in my next film. And then he he brings up his little computer screen. And he sends this email and Sarah Silverman's basically sat there and she's supposed to be like some Warner Brothers bigwig. She's sat there reading a magazine. She's got a computer open. And right. How many emails do you get a day, Reg? Uh, about two to three hundred. Right. OK, so you're probably talking, you know, I mean, you get an email. You don't go, oh, an email, do you? Because you get hundreds. You're like, oh, God, yeah. another email. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Or you'll just look at it every 10 minutes. You'll see there's another 12 there you've got to read. So he sat there reading a magazine, this Warner Brothers studio executive, and suddenly this one email comes through. And she's like, whoa, look, I've got an email. And looks at it, and it's the algorithm. And it says, oh, great, the algorithm's got a new new movie for us. Like, this algorithm... It comes up with one movie every what <laughs> like the way she makes it out it's like this amazing big deal that wow this computer is this super computer has suddenly come up with a movie for us and i'm doing what i always do here. i'm looking far too much into a movie and finding all these flaws in it because it's mm. at the end of the day it's just a stupid movie but it just lots of things really <laughs> annoy me okay so i i i think two things one it felt like this big warner brothers um sort of propaganda piece because it is 
hundred percent just constant like Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers. Look at all this stuff we own. Look, we've got Harry Potter. Look, we've got Game of Thrones. We've got King Kong. We've got Iron Giant. We've got all the DC stuff constantly. Um, and and like, look, we've got this amazing supercomputer in the basement, and it can it makes the best movies ever. And it's it's just it's a it's a lot. It's it's almost like, hey Disney, look what we can do. And I was trying to think, have Disney ever done this? Why why have Disney never done something which is like, look at all the stuff we have all in one movie? And they kind of did with Wreck It Ralph. I was about to say, yeah, did yeah. Wreck It Ralph do it? Yeah, to to but it didn't it didn't rely on it. It was you know a small part of it, wasn't it? It was like it was lots of little cameos, I suppose. Of here's here's all the princesses. You know, it was generally pretty important to the plot, but in this. All it served to do was, like, he had all these characters he could have got to be on his basketball team. Yet Bugs Bunny decides to take him to the Game of Thrones world, the uh, Wonder Woman world, uh, Superman, um, Harry Potter. And at each of these worlds, one of the Looney Tunes characters has joined that land. So uh, Lola Bunny is trying to become a uh, an Amazonian. And she's doing, you know, from the, the have you seen the new Wonder Woman yet? No, I've got no interest in it, to be honest. The one good bit in it is the bit it takes off here, and it's there's this um, like challenge where all the Amazonians are doing this big, long obstacle course and stuff, and she does that, and if she manages to get to the end, she becomes an Amazonian, and that, you know stuff like that. Um, you've got like um, oh, who was it? Porky? No, it, yeah, oh, maybe I think it was Porky Pig, and the. Yeah, Porky Pig and Daffy Duck um, in Superman. Um, you've got the old woman from Tweety Pie in The Matrix. Um, and it was just, there's about five or six different films that are like, look, look, we got we got these guys, we got these guys, and these guys. Isn't this great? And like, this is about Looney Tunes characters, but okay. Um, <laughs> and the other thing, you know, there's a free Xbox game that's come out that is, I, I, I'm assuming it's based on the game that they, they um, basically lebron james's kid doesn't like playing basketball his dad's like you need to play basketball and he's like but i don't like basketball dad even though you're you know you're amazing at basketball i want to be a video game developer look i've made my own video game and it's this basketball game he's made he hates basketball yeah he's made of basketball video game and that is basically the game that the algorithm takes and makes him play on essentially in like virtual reality or whatever um the very first scene it shows um baby like lebron james is like a kid it goes goes to play a, a high school basketball game and his mate comes up up to him and goes here you go i've i've got the new color one and passes him uh, a game boy a game boy classic and he's like oh wow i've not got one of these it starts playing on it and then uh, his coach is like come on lebron we've got to start playing basketball and after the game which they lose spoilers he goes uh you need to get your head in the game. You can't have any of these distractions, none of these video games and things. You are probably one of the greatest I've ever seen, and you could be the best. So if you stop playing video games and concentrate on playing basketball, you'll be amazing, and you'll take care of your family and your friends and everything. So he throws the Game Boy in the bin, and there's this lingering shot of the Game Boy just sat in the bin. And then <laughs> later on in the movie, it is all like, Microsoft, Microsoft, Microsoft. Look, we're playing this game on an Xbox. Isn't Microsoft amazing? Oh, wow. It, it really, even the point where the kid is playing on a handheld of uh, this game he created, 
he sat at the side of the basketball court and he's playing on this game. It could have been a switch. Could have quite easily been a switch. Yet it's not. It's some unbranded weird PC hybrid thing. And I just, I mean, I thought, I was just like, well, that's really weird. Literally two minutes ago, there was all this Nintendo branding, but you threw it in a bin. Some, <laughs> something tells me Microsoft has, has paid you some money here. Mm. It's really bizarre. Um, but, but anywho, yeah. The kids, like, usually I'll sit watching a film that is like a kid's film or something, and you can hear the entire audience laughing. Everyone's enjoying themselves. The kids, you know, laughing all the jokes. I think I heard them laugh once, and this might, maybe this is just the the, the kids at Birkenhead um, who clearly are all into their TikTok meme culture because, as we said, they were all like, sheesh. Um, <laughs> they put Big Chungus in the film, which... Never heard of it. You don't know Big Chungus? No. Wow. Jeez, gonna have to, sheesh, gonna have to educate you. Big Chungus is this fat Bugs Bunny. Right. If you Google it, and you'll, you'll probably have seen a picture of him at some point, but... Let's see, what's his name again? Big Chungus. Big Chungus. C-H-U-N-G-U-S. Big Chungus. Yeah, and I think it was from, a, a, a you know, a Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd cartoon where... What um hell? Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's lots and lots and lots and lots of memes. It's one of these memes that actually hasn't really gone away, unusually. Um, but yeah, they put Big Chungus in it. And when Big Chungus appeared on screen, about half the, the kids in the audience were like, ah, it's Big Chungus. I'm like, okay, they know who they're catering to here. Um, apart from that, I don't even think the kids enjoyed it. I, I, the, no. I, don't, I don't know. But the, the, the main thing is, You've probably heard everyone saying it's like a um, Warner Brothers version of Ready Player One. Mm. Because they, at one point, they, um, when the, they start to play the basketball game, he goes, we need an audience. And then suddenly all the, these Warner Brothers properties uh, from all the, diff, you know, from all over this, the server verse, as they call it, because it's all in the computer, all come running in and stand by the side of the court. So all the way through the basketball game, You've got this, you know, a hundred deep row of of um of people cheering on, and in the background you'll see like there's Fred Fred Flintstone and there's King Kong and there's Batman and Catwoman and Superman uh, and someone from the Matrix. There's the clown from it, uh, and I spent probably the last twenty minutes of the movie just looking, look, barely paying attention to what was going on in the game because it was that boring. I'm being like, who's that? Oh, that's there. Oh, look, the space ghost. Oh, that's cool. Oh, look at that. Because it is just, it's that, that is the one bit that is like, okay, here we go. Now we're going to cater to the adults and the nostalgia uh, hunters in the audience. Um, and I don't know whether you've, you've heard about it. So there's um, there's a couple of people they've put in the audience that are kind of causing a bit of controversy. So, you know, obviously um, they cut out Pepe Le Pew because mm-hmm. he's problematic nowadays because he's a sex pest. Yeah. Right? Which they could have just changed his character. I'm sure they could have found a way to change that up, but they didn't. Um, so they took him out, yet they put the Droogs from um, Clockwork Orange in the audience. Really? Yeah, who are <laughs> far, 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 far worse. Um, and then there's another... I, I, I need to find out who this was. Space Jam... None. There we are. So uh, I can't find it. 
there's a film that was made about 50 years ago, okay? And I'm going to try and find out what it was called. It basically, it got it got banned, and it's never been released in its original uncut form um, because it was that that messed up at the time. Nowadays, I'm sure, well, nothing like it. Um, where are we? Really need to find out what it was called. Um, yeah, and basically, there's these nuns in it who do all sorts of sick, twisted, um, sexualized things in the film, um, and they put them in the background. They're they're not just they don't just look like normal nuns. They are clearly the same from this film, and to the point where everyone's like, "We've been begging you for decades to release this film. Like you've got this locked in your vault somewhere." Yet you go, oh, "Do you know what'll be hilarious? We won't release the film. We'll just put the characters in the background of Space Jam." That's really weird. It's so bizarre. Yeah, I just don't. I don't really, really don't understand what some of the. Apparently, there's even a. Oh no, that was apparently there's a Quentin Tarantino Pulp Fiction reference in the original Space Jam. I don't remember that. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, and Rick and Morty are in it. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Probably, probably the uh, the other slightly funny bit because they basically that's that was how they introduced Tasmanian Devil. They've they've got Tasmanian devil who's doing experiments on him and they, they turn up and they're like, you can take him back. He's, he's, he's a freak. And, <laughs> um, I do like Taz. and this is ultimate spoiler, but I'm, I'm going to tell you because it's just so stupid. Bugs Bunny dies. What? Bugs Bunny dies in this film. Yes, to, to 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 absolutely spoilers of the end of the film. But to save the day, um, there's this. If you did this move, they find out early on in the film. If you do this move in the game, um, it crashes the entire game and deletes your character because it's it's the game that this kid has created. And he's like, oh man, I lost my character because I did this move. And his dad knows this, so he's like, the only way we're going to win this basketball game is if we glitch. So I'm going to do this move. And Bugs Bunny and everyone's like, no, but LeBron, that'll delete your character and you'll die. And he's like, I don't, it doesn't matter. I need to do this because I need to save my son. Um, so he, he grabs the ball and he's about to do the move. Then Bugs Bunny jumps in, gets the ball and he's like, Bugs, no. And he does, Bugs Bunny does the move. And then suddenly they win the game. Uh, but Bugs Bunny is there glitching, you know, like the death scene uh, in um, Scott Pilgrim of mm. uh, What's It Gideon? where he's all like glitching out. It's like that. And Lola Bunny's got him and he's like, don't, you don't, don't die, Bugs, don't die. And he's like, it's okay, we won, we saved everyone, it's great. And then he sort of turns into light and then this light beam shoots out of him up into the sky. And it's it's like this Jesus moment and it's just so bizarre. I just, I'm just, I don't know. I just sat there, mystified of what uh, the choice that they made here. They're like, let's kill Bugs Bunny and let's turn him into Jesus. Wow. And then, unfortunately, about three minutes later, oh no, he, he he's still alive. It's fine. Oh. He, um, <laughs> Thank goodness he appeared, for that. Yeah. Um. He he appears in the real world. LeBron James is taking his son to um video game camp so he can go and learn how to program better video games because the basketball one was rubbish um and he, t- he waves his kid off and turns around and there's bugs bunny he's like bugs what are you doing here 
like why are they in the real world suddenly because they were in a computer a minute ago and he's like ah i i you know i'm a i'm a cartoon character i can't die uh, i'm just you said i could come and visit anytime so i brought all the guys and then the credits is just photos of them all hanging out like around the pool and going shopping and going to theme parks and stuff and all having fun <laughs> it's just it <laughs> Uh, it's it's weird and now i've told you everything in the film none of you ever have to see it i i know i will though that's the, the thing because i <laughs> yeah it's not just because of my love of like you know the looney tunes because I, I loved balloon tunes growing up yeah. like space jam was is a fun film so you know, the second one i was like yeah not really got a great deal of interest but if it means me not having to watch peppa pig for an hour and a half i could put something else I get, on i get that ideal so. It just it reeks of lack of effort, and they've had so long to do this. Like they've oh, been talking God, about yeah. making it for for like a decade, right? Mm. And it's constantly like it's going to be this basketball player. No, it's not going to be him now. It's going to be this. And you know, finally, f- fair enough, they settled on the, the, the you know on LeBron James. But it just he's not a very good actor, so it's very wooden all the way through the film when he's got to pretty much carry it. And especially when he's doing the voiceover of the cartoon version of himself, it's just, it's just really cheesy and just not, not great. But I don't know. It, 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 it wasn't fun. Nowhere near as good as uh, as Black Widow was, which we probably haven't got time to talk about now, which is still fine. I can't remember whether I covered it last week, but at least Black Widow was good. Uh, and Loki's finished now. Have you finished Loki? Yeah, we finished it Wednesday night. Yeah, enjoy it. I really, I, it it took me by surprise how much I genuinely mm. enjoyed it. Yeah. Maybe because I had no interest in it, to be fair. Like, I wanted to watch it, but I, I wasn't like, oh, this is going to be good. I was like, there's no point in this. Mm. And then as it started, like, episode two, I was like, okay, this is getting really good now. And then by episode three, I was like, shit, yeah. why can't you just do one at, like, all in one hit? Exactly. Um, it's another it was, one of these where I expected it to not be that important. Because yeah. because it's this you know the variant of Loki it's it's not it's not the right timeline because it is the one where they they try to get the uh, the tesseract and then he disappears off so I thought oh great they can just do what they like with this they can play around with it you know because it's its own universe but you know as you're getting through it it became more apparent that no this is really important like actually you really need to have watched this now to appreciate pretty much anything else that's to come in the you know in the actual cinematic side of things you know it's it's you it sets up literally the yeah, entire literally next few phases. Roberts, yeah. yeah um yeah, it's massive like this is something that i mean i know i'm sure people have probably watched it by now something is probably better to not to not spoil but um yeah if you don't if you've seen it and you don't understand who the character was that was pulling all the strings you need to google it and have a read because it will really fill you in on on what is to come um and why it's it's a pretty big deal um and you know like i i was i think a lot of people were were sat thinking like where do they go from thanos like the that whole thing like killing half the, the the universe that's pretty much I mean, where, like, where, how do you go be- bigger and better than that? Yeah, you know what I mean. 
Whereas, that's it, isn't it? Unless yeah. they brought in Galactus, like I was like, well, how are they going to be? But that? even then, Galactus, I know it was an MCU, but they brought Galactus into the second Fantastic Four, into the Rise of the Silver Surfer. Don't lie, there was never a second Fantastic Four film. <laughs> I don't care what you say, I like him. <laughs> I don't love him. I like them. They're kind of cheesy. They were as good as you were going to get back then. Um, and when you compare to F4 that was out a few years back, they were masterpieces because that film was worse than Space Jam, the new, whatever it's called, New Legacy. But anyway, yeah, they brought him in. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't really that big a deal. So to then take that one character and make him this huge big bad that's gonna overarch the entire next you know who knows one two three phases um i don't know just didn't feel like that was going to be a big deal enough but what they hint at in uh in loki makes a lot a lot a lot of sense mm. it does and i'm um I, I must admit i was a bit like it's him really because like, i i knew of him but I didn't really know that much, so I had to do like a little bit. But his the way they portrayed him, I was like, that's that's like a really interesting choice for the big bad. And then well, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, actually, you know what? Is, <laughs> he's very so, clever. He's not really much of a big deal in um in in Loki that version. Mm. And that, that's that, it, that variant, it? That exactly. variant of it. This is what you got to think about, but. I thought I thought it was done very well. The only thing I didn't like was, and this is going to sound really bad, but the fact that they teased season two as the post credits. Yeah, that's the only thing that was like wrote really? the fourth wall, didn't it? Because it's just like it was. It's one of those like I really enjoyed it, and if that's how they're like, that's how we set up season. That's how we set up phase four onwards. Perfect. Yeah. But then, like I know we all want Loki and more stuff because everyone loves Loki so much. But yeah, season two, I'm just like. I like the fact they were all just by themselves. Like, we're probably not going to get another one division. We're not going to, I didn't think we we're going to get like another low key coming through. Like, I liked the fact that these are just separate little things to tide you over to fill you in. Like, I love how this has got so big now. It's affected everything in the MCU. And this is how it, like, the catalyst for it mm-hmm. uh, coming through. And it's great. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just seems a bit like, oh, so and then, are you saying you don't like that there's going to be a season two? Or the yeah. way teased it. I mean, both, I, I suppose. I think, I think both, really, because at least at least don't, you know, keep us waiting because we've got that much Marvel stuff to come on and then randomly at some point be like, oh, because now we're like, well, you can just change stuff in season two now or you can just do this season two. Mm-hmm. How much of it's going to be in the MCU now and how much of it is it's going to be sort of like sidelined to Loki season two? True. It almost It almost feels like, I mean, if there's going to be another season or something, it's probably going to be in the next year or two. And that does then feel that it's like it's too quick, mm. I suppose, because we're so used to, well, we, we might have two or three films in the MCU a year. At least it's, um, you know, it's probably three or four years between um, each each sequel. Yeah. At, at least, you know. And so, like we, we know he's showing up in Ant-Man and Wasp, don't we, anyway, Quantumania? Like that's, that that's that, that was, we all probably. thought it was going to be his his initial because he's cast and he's come out and said yeah i'm in this yeah um, well that that's it they the I, I saw an interesting theory and that is that the tva is in the quantum realm because in right. the um in um, um and, and the wasp when they're in the quantum realm 
um, you see this sort of city in the background. And someone was saying that it's that I, I reckon that is the, the TVA because um, he says, I think one thing he's mom, um, Michelle Pfeiffer's character in, in Ant-Man and Wasp says time moves differently here in the quantum realm. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what Owen Wilson's character says um, when he's talking about the TVA. Right, so it would make perfect sense if if that's where they were. So mm. again, that would explain why how quantum mania would then tie in there as well. Yeah, so fair does. Makes makes sense, I think. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I I like I like the characters. So it's one of those things that I'm happy that there's going to be more. But yeah, when you look at it as a whole, I'm curious how I don't know how it's gonna how it's going to continue and not, you know, it's almost going to take stuff from the movies. Yeah. Stuff that probably should be resolved on a bigger scale, maybe. That's, so, that's my issue I'm going to have with it. Yeah. I think, mean, cause it's like, how are you going to keep it entertaining sure. enough to, to not have to take stuff away from the MCU, but yeah. at the same time, how do you bring in the people that are, are dying for it to, yeah. to, to bring it back so it's going to be an interesting one i mm. would have preferred to, to start going through like phase four yeah and then at some point just do like the post credit for season four and one of the films to just tease something's going to happen in season the TV, two of Loki. yeah that'd be great that would have been a better be way nice to, it would be nice to see it the other way around wouldn't it yeah 100%. 100%. yeah almost legitimizes the tv stuff more not that it necessarily needs to but the, the the thing that bugged me more was more that they teased it, it, it. I was looking forward to a post credit scene, as yeah. they always do. And then when it was that, and it was like, I mean, that's not a post credit scene. It made yeah. it look like it, but then it's you know that was the producers going, hey, there's going to be another series. Do you know like in um season two of the Mandalorian, it finishes and says you know just writing on a black screen Boba Fett will return in Book of Fett but this yep. because it was it, it wasn't just a bit of text on the screen it was here we're at the TVA and here's a file and then stamp and it was Loki will return in season two I was just I was really I, in that moment I was like oh that's 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 it yeah that, that felt like such a, a waste and a bit of a cop out I was really disappointed but yeah so no, I, I'm I'm happy to see more, and I trust that they'll do it right. But I I I know exactly what you mean. It is a bit worrying, I guess. Um, and the with again without going much into Black Widow, the post credit scene in that um really sets up some other stuff as well nicely. Stuff that yeah. was already. Well, have you heard? Have you? Re- I, I, I was reading an article on the thing that I'm going to talk about next week anyway because we definitely don't have enough time to talk about what I've, what I've bought into. Um, but yeah, I was just happily reading comments and going like, oh yeah, maybe I should go for this one. Oh, maybe that one. And then someone was like, bam, by the way, Taskmaster, bam, by the way, this. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, there's two things spoiled in the Black Widow movie for them. Okay, fair Excellent. enough. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I, I remember hearing when um, Falcon and Winter Soldier was out that they were saying there's a character in that that was supposed to get introduced in Black Widow before they got introduced in in um, in Falcon and Winter Soldier. But obviously, because COVID turned everything on its head, they, they got swapped around on the schedule. So mm-hmm. it was it was interesting because I 
I'd completely forgotten about that until the ending, until the post credit scene. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that that person was going to be in it and sort of hints at what's to come, which is interesting. But mm. anyway, yeah, fair enough. So, but without going into it, you've pre-ordered a, a, a Steam Deck, right? Yeah. Fair enough. Cool. All right, we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I want to actually chat about that. So. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll chat about that next week. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, they do look look quite good. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those impulse things. But again, we'll we'll <laughs> talk about that, how it came about, and everything. It's quite an amusing story. Right, yo. Uh, thank you very much for listening. That was uh, I, I found that quite an entertaining pod, Reg. I did. And it turns out I didn't need that hundred things that I needed to talk about to talk about. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah, I've still got a few tabs of things open here that I'll just save. I'll keep them open for next time. Indeed. All right. Thank you for listening, and we'll and see you next time. Thanks for having me. Doodles. Cheese. Don't do that.